This thing is hunting us. All of us. You know that. What the hell did you think you're doing? You're gonna need everyone. I'm taking her back. We're out of here in five minutes. You're not going yet. Look, the rendezvous is 10 to 12 miles away from here. You think the chopper's gonna wait? Dylan. Dylan! We make a stand now, where there will be nobody left to go to the chopper. There is something else. When the big man was killed, you must have wanted it. Its blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And how are you doing today, Jeff? Hey, I'm hey. good. I'm good. Very good. Uh, I have a four-day weekend coming up. Lucky. We're recording this on a Thursday night. I'm taking tomorrow off, and I have Monday off for Veterans Day. Because nice. as teachers, we get random days off that no one other other people don't get. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm doing pretty good. I got myself a little beverage here. <laughs> mm, a little uh, Glenn Levitt on ice tonight. Ah, he's on ice. <laughs> ice to meet you. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> I call it. The Ice Age. What killed the dinosaurs? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, my students did this project the other day where they had to make a storyboard using Paleolithic and Neolithic terms mm. like hunting and gathering and nomads. And one of them was Ice Age. And every time I'd have to say that, I'd always just kind of yell at, what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the Ice Age. The Ice Age. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> and then I'd freeze all the students with my ice gun. Oh, it's great. <laughs> then you were like, let's kick some ice. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. <laughs> Chill. Chill out. Chill. Uh, all right. We're all on this chilly, chilly, uh, no, wait, chilly November, November. night. Hey, we're talking minute 62 of Predator. Minute 62 opens with Dutch saying to Anna Anna, this thing is hunting us, all of us. And it ends with the second must. <laughs> and it ends with the second most muscular scene in cinema mm. history. They are flexing, mm-hmm. really straining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to it because they they're gonna pull on some trees and move some shit around. But yeah, they they're in full like bicep veiny bicep mode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so, like my thigh. If my thigh was. <laughs> In shape, if my thigh wasn't just white and gross, <laughs> that's what it looked like pulling that's down what a it tree. Would look like. Yeah, <laughs> it would look like my thigh if it was the opposite of my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to picture this, but uh, you know, mm, <laughs> we'll post a picture. We'll post a picture of Jeff's thigh on the listeners' palapa. Come join us in the <laughs> listeners' palapa. Where I'll post a picture of my disgusting thigh. Some hairy man thighs. <laughs> like sparsely hairy, white, flabby. It's quite unattractive. I forget where we're going with this, but why don't you start yeah. us off on yeah, what's happening in this minute? Stop talking about my thighs. <laughs> um, all right. First, so the first part of this minute is about 36 seconds long. Of course, we carry over from last minute. Mm, Dutch is holding a, a knife pointed at Anna Anna and talking to her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we get a full conversation here, and I assume we're going to do a dramatic line read in a moment. <laughs> dramatic line read. <laughs> dramatic line read. Uh, we need after that. If, do you have a sound drop of like a ting? Oh, I, that seems like that'd be pretty easy. <laughs> dramatic line read. Ting. I think um, I think that's it. I, I don't even have to add anything. It's just that. <laughs> that's it right there. Ting. I'll just save that as the ting. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So we get a long conversation here, which we'll get into, uh, ending with one of the most famous quotes from the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dutch looks back at Anna Anna. Back. Back. Mac. 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 Uh, as he delivers this line, and then we that kind of kicks off this, the next half of the minute. So mm-hmm. we should backtrack here and, and talk about this a little. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Should we dramatic line read first? Because we should probably get the dialogue out of the way so we can Yeah, talk let's, let's really tell the people like what the characters are saying. What's the whole conversation about? So you are obviously Dutch. You're always Dutch. We're going Dutch. Chill out. The Ice Age. The Ice Age. I'll play the role of Dylan. Dylan! 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Do you want Anna or Anna? Or do I want Anna or Anna? I think you should jump in as yeah. Anna Anna. Like the way the conversation goes, that makes more sense if you're up for that. Yeah, because Dutch like sandwiches Dylan's lines and then Dutch sandwiches Anna Anna's lines. He's just right. making sandwiches out of all the team here. Yeah, mm. just, a, just a big old sweaty sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, all right. Dramatic line read. Ding. Ding. This thing is hunting us. All of us. And you know that. Cut her restraints. What? <laughs> what the hell do you think you're doing? We need everyone. I'm taking her back. We're out of here in five minutes. We're not going yet. Look, the rendezvous is 10 to 12 miles away from here. You think the chopper's going to wait? Dylan. Dylan. We make a stand. Dylan. <laughs> make a stand now. Or there will be nobody left to go to the chopper. There is something else. When the big man was killed, you must have wounded it. Its blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds, we can kill it. And scene. Hmm. Dramatic Mm. line read. Ting. Nice. Well done, us. Hey, yeah. Way to go, us. Yeah. Hands clasped. So we get kind of a carryover conversation here. Uh, mm-hmm. Dutch is continuing to insist that this thing last minute, we talked about how he has had the revelation that it's, uh, kind of climbing through the trees mm-hmm. and here he is saying it's hunting us, all of us saying that we need everybody on the same team, even Anna, Anna, who is their captive. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically kind of saying here, she's one of us. Now we all just need to survive. It's, it's a, it's a real good turn for Dutch to, to be further showing his leadership. Just keep coming back to this theme of him showing his leadership. But uh, one way you can show leadership is put trust in the right people. And he's doing that here, which obviously goes against Dylan's MO, where Dylan must be coming from a, a, the standpoint of we, when we capture a an enemy, then we're going to keep that enemy and use them as leverage or for intelligence purposes. Dylan's not really seeing beyond. Well, no, I guess I have to say that backwards. Dylan is not being in the present so yeah. much as he's like thinking the long, long term, like how's that going to reflect on him if they're freeing a prisoner and the prisoner is helping them uh, escape some other enemy. 
Yeah, he's still like just clinging to whatever kind of code he or rules that he thinks he should follow. He's mm-hmm. even at this point, he's trying to kind of follow chain of command and he has a what he considers to be a POW. So what do you do with a POW? You would never let them free, right? So mm-hmm. once again, he's kind of playing the contrarian here to everything that's going on. And once again, Anna Anna and Dutch kind of end up ignoring him in this scene. Yep. I mean, even you know, when Anna pops into the frame, um, and you mentioned the good framing on this on this conversation, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but she pops into this frame. Dylan kind of Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> kind of fades into the background, and he's got that gives her like the little side eye there. Yep. But um, the camera kind of focuses on uh, Anna, and you get a little back and forth with her and Dutch. You kind of see on Dylan's face that he's losing. Oh yeah, he's just losing left and right. Uh, yeah. Dutch. Yeah, if you notice, Dutch cuts her restraints and he immediately turns away. He doesn't look to Dylan for approval. Mm-hmm. He's just on to the next thing saying, you know that we need everyone. It's, it's interesting uh, when he cuts her restraints, he doesn't give her any commands. Like she might be a new member of the team, but he's not commanding her and he's not right away, obviously giving her a job. It is interesting to see what her job would be as they're um going to come up with the next phase of their plan. What are they going to do next? You know, is this the first time and correct me if I'm wrong, is this the first time that we get some specifics about how far they need to go? Because uh, Dylan says the rendezvous is 10 to 12 miles away from here. You think the chopper is going to wait? I feel like that's the first time we've really heard exactly what their plan is. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that too. Um, yeah. They gave like some timing and a sector 3000 or something like that oh, a few right. minutes ago yeah. on the radio, but there is no <laughs> damn bastards. Damn bastards. Damn bastards. There, there is no location given to us, the audience. And he's saying 10 to 12 miles away, right? We, we don't know much beyond that. And I, I don't even know how long would that would take to traverse this jungle for 10 to 12 miles. It might take an yeah. all day effort to do that with the, the slow speed, even super rugged terrain, right? Super rugged gear. terrain. That's, that's not even taking into account the predator hunting them. The predator right. hunting them seems to be still eluding Dylan at this point. Like, <laughs> like Dutch just needs to put a knife in Dylan here and say, you, you stick around here. You stick around, be the bait. And you distract the, this thing hunting us while, while we make the break for the chopper. Yeah. Speaking of chopper, mm-hmm. I had forgotten that we get a chopper line like before the iconic chopper line. Get to the chopper! Yeah, and the way he delivers us, I made this note, but he says... Dylan, Dylan! We make a stand now, where there would be nobody left to go to the chopper. Yeah. It's and as if chopper. he delivered the get to the chopper line before this. Mm-hmm. Get to the chopper! Where there would be nobody left to go to the chopper. Oh, I don't know. It, obviously, he was responding to Dylan's chopper yeah. line right here, but like just the... It could have been know, filmed the way he, before this, though. Like Yeah, it could have been. Like behind the curtain, so maybe he had that cadence in his voice already or maybe mm-hmm. he's just arnold and that's how he's always says choppa <laughs> in his entire life <laughs> yeah if you're if you're to tell someone that felt maybe 
fairly familiar with this movie, you could surprise them that yeah, you could surprise them with that bit of trivia. How yeah, he does mention the Chapa a little bit earlier on, about fifteen minutes earlier than the iconic line. Um, let's see what else. I like I like the reference to Blaine being killed. She just calls him the big man. The, big, the big man. man. Big man. The big man was killed. The big man was killed. When the big man was killed. Mm-hmm. So a little another homage to Blaine and Blaine getting most of the love when they talk about their fallen comrades. And Hawkins has mentioned once or twice post-mortem but yeah. um, or posthumously, but uh, Blaine has been received a lot of the attention. I ain't got time to bleed. And then we close out with one of the most famous lines from the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, we got stick around. Stick around. We've mm-hmm. got... Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> what am I forgetting? Um, Mac. 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 Uh, stick around and... Uh, oh, ain't. Sorry, I was thinking ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, I ain't yeah, got time to bleed. That's the one that was on the tip of my tongue. I ain't got time to bleed. And so I feel like those two are, are the kind of the big ones. And then, uh, of course, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper! And then mm-hmm. the other one, if it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Do you yeah. do you have like some like memories of this line, or is this one that has always stood out to you when you watch this film? I enjoy this line. Uh, my favorite line still remains "stick around," and my favorite minute revolves around that "stick around" minute because he mm-hmm. also said "knock knock" right before he unloaded his weapon and uh, on into. Spinelli Thorson's gut, yeah. Yeah. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. But I, I, I really, really like it. This is not a comic line. It's uh, an iconic line with all sorts of uh, menace now coming from the team's perspective towards yeah. the Predator. It's, it's, it's him thinking and maybe trying to inspire his own team by saying this. Um, he's not joking with them. He's, he's. Simply saying, if if we can hurt this thing, then we can end it. We can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. It also signifies a turning point. Like, they're not just going to try to survive and hide mm-hmm. from it. They're going to actively try to battle it. Mm-hmm. Right with that one line, he's saying we're going to try to get it before it gets us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important turning point. It's part of the revelation he's had in the last minute or two um, about this thing, whatever it is, being deadly, flying through the trees. Um, it's killing us like a hunter would. So he's just sort of made the decision right here. Well, we're gonna try to get it. Yeah, and um, I was looking up, or I was trying to look up places where this phrase has been used before because i feel like it's a common commonly known phrase from this movie i couldn't find a lot um one was the name of the making of the film film for predator oh like the oh like the documentary right the documentary okay can you think of the word the making of movie where they (laughs) document things uh when i search up if it bleeds we can kill it a 2018 song by a power metal band named Dragony appeared. Uh, it's Ooh, it's a funny Dragony? little music video. Dragony. Is it's that like, like a adjective? I'm, it's I'm like dragon drag- with like a Y at the end. I'm a little dragony today. Yeah, a little dragony. You'll be a little dragony after your day off tomorrow. That's right. Just yeah, in a good way. It's a little dragony. I think they're the, I think they're an Austrian band, so they kind of have that European goofy flair about them, despite mm. them rocking out with awesome guitars and whatever else you uh, rock out with. But the the video shows the band running around with weapons and nunchucks and making traps. But they all... Traps! But they're all falling one by one to this unseen enemy, all while just rocking out in the cutaways. 
nice. to the, the song if it please we can kill it and it talks about hunters and it talks about predators so it's 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 a nifty little song to make make lots of references yeah do kind of push the line and not cross over into copyright <laughs> <laughs> right no not a, yeah i mean it's it sounds like totally original lyrics and music yeah. so they don't have any actual predator music or anything else uh the other yeah. thing I, I just now thought of was uh there is a predator musical like a really short video three and a half minutes it looks like put out by a video put out by a youtuber named lego lambs or m-i-p Ego lambs i don't know if that's a capital oh it's a capital l made by lego lambs sorry for the stretching out here uh but at one point when they're making the traps in this short video and they're using clips from the movie you can hear them just kind of repeating the chorus of if it bleeds, if it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. It's very, very Broadway parody, parodying oh, here. If it bleeds, we can kill it. An expendable asset. Yeah, now take a stand. I won't come, why don't you? So instead of complaining, young bullshit's not gonna should work. give us a hand. I got nothing better to do. I saw it. I saw it. God damn it. Those eyes, they, they disappeared. It cut down my friend and it ran while I emptied that gun. If it bleeds, I can tell it. Are you I right? would go see. I would go see a Predator musical. Oh yeah. Oh that'd definitely. Be, that would be great. Yeah, building up all that tension and like the characters and like. There could... would have to be a song where they just went Mac, 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 Mac. Just like, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> we'll 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 make it happen. Yeah, and, and and for this episode, I'll make sure to put a little ten or fifteen second clip of this video where they're saying, "If it bleeds, if it bleeds, we can kill it." <laughs> nice. It's, it's a nice little nice little thing. Um, last thing I'll leave with this first part is I don't know how I missed this in the past, but when I watch it around second. 14 where dylan is yelling at dutch and dutch is talking back down to dylan yeah dutch's body looks normal but his face when he's looking at dylan from this kind of wide shot totally looks superimposed. i put my money on it that this shot was superimposed because his face is kind of like moving around a little bit like against was, his yeah. static body and they have the if it bleeds we can kill it line a couple seconds later when it shows a close-up and that's his normal speaking face and there's no 80s photoshop going on but when he's first saying uh dylan dylan Dylan. Dylan. We can make a stand now or there will be nobody left to go to the chopper. It, it, it is looking bad. It's weird. I stare. I had never noticed this before. And I stared at this piece of this clip for a long time. I'm almost feeling like it's maybe a green screen shot. Mm. Like uh, his whole body looks like it's, if you look at like the, the seam of his body compared to the background, the whole thing looks a little odd. Definitely yeah. his head. I don't my know. my guess is strange. So this, I think this this kind of plays into my theory before about the timing of the lines in the movie. Mm. Uh, my theory is that he had different lines here talking back to Dylan. Who knows what he was saying? Yeah. Um. And so when they went to cut this, they didn't really like his lines there. Um. These lines are not in the uh, this exchange is not in the original script, so they're coming up with different things I, I didn't look at the second script but yeah. if i looked at the second script the one that was closer to shooting it might be a little bit more revealing but 
if they're adding this later as like a superimposed green screen esque cut in, then it, it does make sense. It makes more sense that he says there will be nobody left to go to the Chapa. Right. If they film the get to the Chapa line um, before it. Yeah, it's really strange because this whole film has done a really good job of like making you feel like you're in the jungle. And this is the only time I can think of that the the way the shot is composed kind of pulls you out of that. Um, but it, it's also really fast. So yeah, if you're not watching it minute by minute, you probably wouldn't catch it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. you definitely wouldn't catch it. it. It's just the lighting stands out to me. His face looks all brightly yeah. lit and the body is looks more like lit by the the whatever lighting they had on set at that time yeah there's something something fishy going on there a little weird something fishy all right well uh should we talk about the second part here the second part begins around 37 seconds and it cuts right to the team well making some more traps kind of like they're doing uh during the nighttime camp scene but this time they're using a tree after Mac is shown setting up another Claymore mine. Maybe the same one he set up before and it just didn't set off because we saw the player set up, yeah. set off the first time. Uh, but we see great shots of Billy and Dutch starting to pull down a tree. No, and good uh, shot. A great shot. We, we see them really boy scouting things like throwing a rope over a tree branch so that they can gain the leverage and pull that tree down. Who knows what that tree is going to be used for? Maybe like a mm-hmm. hilarious uh, uh, trap like Homer and Bart set in The Simpsons where they <laughs> launch that <laughs> rabbit when they're out in the wild. This young sapling ought to do the trick. What are we going to do? Hang ourselves? No! This is a trap. It's going to catch us our dinner. Come on, boy. Shh. Just watch. Ooh. Aha. Got him. That's one of the early seasons of uh, Simpsons. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it kind of, kind of goes from there and that's, the end of the minute once they uh, start pulling that tree down. Yeah, they're really yanking that. That's a big yeah. ass tree too, That's and they're like bending tree. the whole bad boy down there. Mm-hmm. Know, like I said, you get some big old Jeff Glover thigh <laughs> muscles. On <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, mostly Dutch, but you get a little from Billy. He's helping. Yeah, yeah Bill, Billy's Billy's packing some heat there too. He's yeah, he, I'd say he's kind of more the bulky frame. Versus yeah. the uh, bodybuilder frame, and we get the like you said, we get the reappearance of the uh, of the Claymore mine, mm-hmm. and we get uh, Mac seems to be back to his uh, Mac. Mac 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 back to true form here. He's uh, mm-hmm. I like I don't know I like how he's like holding this little stick in his teeth and then like s- sticks it into the mine there. I don't know. It's like a kind of a yeah. Cool <laughs> it says point t- front towards enemy and his face facing right at it. Like I'm doing it <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm the enemy. I am the enemy. Uh, we get a nice like shot of uh, of uh, them throwing the rope up there and then yanking mm-hmm. on the tree. So it's it's cool. It, we'll get more of this sequence as we get into next minute next week. But um, definitely yeah, a nice little start and that uh, score really stings in right there. I know you mm-hmm. had something to add about the score. It really kind of like, as soon as they start doing this, it's like, and then it's just going. Yeah. This is, I talked about this a few minutes ago. What are we? 60? Well, like 20 minutes ago. Holy cow. Quite a long time ago. But I mentioned this when Hawkins is chasing Anna Anna through the woods shortly before Hawkins is killed by the predator. 
Uh, you hear this driving score as that is happening. The same score pops into play here at second 37 as the uh, as the team is starting to set some traps. Yeah, it's those low piano keys, right? Dun 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 dun. It's really good. I like it. It kind of gets you excited. As soon as you hear it, you start to get excited. They start mm-hmm. setting up these traps. I love a movie with a bunch of traps. It's a trap. I love like uh, montage sequences of people like setting up traps. I think it's why I like heist movies, like bank mm. robbery movies. I love sequences where we get like a montage or kind of a dialogue-less sequence where we just see people like doing cool stuff. <laughs> you know? Huh. Yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff. So like when I when this sequence started, I was like, oh yeah, we're just, we're getting into something cool here. <laughs> do you have a speaking of traps? Do you have a favorite traps scene or from a movie, or we can talk about that mm. uh, next minute? I don't know about traps, but uh, just the other day I was thinking about heist movies, and I can't remember why because mm. I'm I'm a sucker for heist movies mm-hmm. or just movies about people breaking into places, and uh, it made me think of the uh, what is it mid nineties crime comedy thriller uh starring robert redford sneakers are you a fan of sneakers i think i saw sneakers back in the mid 90s (laughs) but that was it we had a copy of sneakers on vhs in my house when i was a teenager (laughs) so i watched it a lot and uh it it holds up it's still super fun it's uh a really good so it's about sneakers is about a team of people who uh, break into people's places uh, to test their security. Hmm. Um, so the whole opening sequence of the movie is them like breaking into this bank and it's like a little bait and switch because you think they're breaking into the bank and then it cuts to them getting paid a bunch of money from the bank owner and Robert Redford is like explaining all the different ways they were able to compromise their system. Okay. Um, so it's super fun. And then like the story goes from there, they end up kind of getting uh, his, his team of people gets wrapped up in this kind of whole like espionage kind of storyline where they have to use their skills to uh, um, find a, a black box. That's important um, anyway. And it's, it's fun. Like Dan Aykroyd is in it for um, comic relief. And I don't know. I just went off on a sneakers tangent there, but uh I like that movie. I think I feel like it's underrated. Like more people should see sneakers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I like to wear sneakers, so I think it's a hey. it's a good match. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to check that one out sometime because yeah, like you got a... me talking about sneakers, and I just went off on a went off the rails there because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about traps. So you know, traps. one thing leads to another, and then traps. And, then and then we're talking, talking about sneakers. Yeah. Sneakers. I always like the Home Alone traps myself. Like oh, just how gloriously brutal yeah. and violent those must have been. I know. When he steps on the nail. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> and his foot is already covered in tar that always oh. me. Yeah. For some reason, the tar makes it way worse. Way worse. It's not like the nail's going to stick more because it's tar, but just the fact that it's tar, it's like, oh. Well, and you think, yeah, you think about when he pulls the nail out and then his oh. wound is covered in tar. Like, oh. that's not sanitary. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts to think about. Oh, okay. Um, so, right, uh, traps. Traps. <laughs> What do, you, what do you think of the team's glove game here? I noticed that Mac mm. and Dutch both have fingerless gloves and Billy has the full like hard cloth work glove or hard sheepskin work gloves here. Yeah, they do. They went fingerless. It's like that weird guy that you knew in high school with the 
fingerless gloves <laughs> but their glove game is strong like they are it's it's, it's utilitarian it's it serving is. a purpose here yeah yeah it's not just to uh intimidate like that weird guy in your high school right that guy always gave weird back rubs did you mm, yeah it inappropriate <laughs> didn't it <laughs> i mean i never said no <laughs> I was pretty stressed out, so right, and yeah, yeah. that guy's kind of scary with the yeah. fingerless gloves. You don't want to say no. He just right, all right, uh, relieve some stress. I did draw the line when he took off all his clothes and asked <laughs> to go into the Russian uh, steam room. Though, uh, was he still wearing the gloves though? Absolutely. Oh, okay, good. Probably, probably for the best. The gloves never come off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his high heels. <laughs> oh lordy. Oh man, strong have you, love game. Have you ever no glove, no love? Hey, love that. Hey, uh, have you ever set a trap for anything that you uh, can recall? I I have a trap story. Ooh, you mm. uh, you go. Give me your trap story. I'll I'll think and see if I can think of something. Okay, so um, Sarah's mom really likes to have like doves on the property. So she's always like had some kind of animal or pigeons or doves or livestock uh, on their property that she's taken care of in cages. And a long time ago, it must be like 10, 11 years now, um, kind of like around the time when I first knew Sarah, <laughs> she, Sarah calls me and tells me that her mom is freaking out because some of the doves escaped, but they're all just kind of hanging around the property. And so one by one, the doves are just flying back into the cage and then Holly would trap them. But then at one point in the day, Sarah asked if I'd, I'll just join Sarah on the property and try to right, catch the doves. And so we like, we're, we're, we're patient and we're kind of waiting off in the, in the weeds a little bit and, and just hanging back and watching as the doves fly close to the cage or into the cage. And we make sure to lock it in. And the <laughs> right. next one approaches, we lock it in. Um, and then at one point Sarah leaves and just says like, will you, will you just kind of be on hand just to see like for the next, who knows, like half hour, you know, and this is before will you kids. watch the doves. Yeah. I was just kind of like, I was hanging back and I actually made a trap <laughs> for, for the doves and put some bird seed on the ground and waited about, I don't know, 50 feet away with the string. I was going to pull the string and have the box land on the dove. And then you did the I whole box cut. with a stick and a string. I did. I nice. did. It didn't, it, it didn't work, but. You know, I, I felt pretty proud of my ingenuity. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the classic. That's like the Looney Tunes trap. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Not like this trap, which we'll learn what it's supposed to do in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I don't have a good trap story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. No I was racking my brain. I've set mouse traps before. Oh, uh, sure. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I had a logistics question for you because last minute begins and they're clearly just walking around the campsite that they just, I don't know, that they, that was just violated by the predator who right. stole Blaine's body. Are, when they're setting up this tree trap here at the end of this minute, are they still just like right next to the same camp? I think so. I mean, okay. we haven't really had time to move, right? Because we got the whole shot of the morning fog. Mm -hmm. And the conversation they're having here continues to have fog rolling in the background and throughout mm -hmm. the scene. So I assume the timeline is just continuous. And then they just jump straight to them setting traps. Uh, so I just assume it's like now mid-morning, mm -hmm. right? 
and they're right. just set, they're and so I don't know. I I guess because they've they've already been shown setting mines and flares and stuff, and I guess some of those went off when the pig came into the camp, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe now it's just like round two, and now we're going to set some more elaborate ones up. Um, maybe they're going to be more aggressive in their placement, to not to just like defend, but to attack. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of how I took it. But I think logistically, I think they are in the same spot. Okay, it's just it's just hard to tell with the time jump here, and then later yeah. on in the next few minutes, I don't think there's any telltale signs that this is the same place. Um, right. I'll we'll have to keep a lookout for it to see if there is anything that gives it away that tells us it's the same place as they stayed. Because if it's the same place they stayed, that's like really bold of them to, right? It's right. really challenging um, the predator to just really come get them. Like we haven't even moved and we're still here. Right. We're, right. we're still standing. Is this the same tree? Okay. Last couple things. Is this the same tree that they're that they throw the rope in it looks like a different tree and i'm sure that's just to make it so you could actually pull it on a tree because the rope they throw or the tree they throw the rope over initially looks like a pretty massive gnarly yeah, tree. yeah like really thick you're right yeah. and then they show them pulling on this thing no that's not the same tree yeah i don't think so no that was just like a like a almost like a b-roll shot of a guy throwing a rope over a tree it's like they just like shot that uh, like uh, on the side uh no it's definitely not the same you're right i didn't notice that but yeah that first tree is like this huge trunk that thing does not look like it's bending yeah like you could maybe set a tire swing on that that first right. one throwing it on it's it's pretty thick right no it's that's definitely two t different. two t's two c's you yeah. found a you found a continuity goof nice oh goof goofed ya goof a goofy goofed, yeah uh let's see the this is a the practice mine that they're using instead of a real mine that they emptied out all the explosives from, you can tell because the green paint is chipped away uh, and you can see the blue practice mine paint underneath. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <coughs> oh no. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, yes. I was going to say good catch. Uh, I saw that in your notes and I would not have noticed that myself. I didn't either. I just, I grabbed that from the IMDB firearms page for predator. Oh. Thanks, IMDb Firearms. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's a whole subculture of a subculture of nerds. I love it. Like you're so yeah. into movies, but you're also so into the firearms and the explosives and the <laughs> knives. Love it. I only want to talk about John McTiernan's commentary if it involves more diarrhea. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I'll I'm just joking. say diarrhea. So John McTiernan <laughs> John McTiernan in the commentary after he's talking about diarrhea, Jeff. Uh, he's talking. <laughs> Someone sit on a duck. Um, he's he's talking about this old William Holden John Wayne movie, The Horse Soldiers. Have you seen this one? I haven't. I have not. Never okay. heard of it. Yeah. Directed by John Ford, longtime Western and other movie classics director. Uh, he talks about uh, McTiernan talks about how the two characters Wayne and Holden play just hate each other all throughout the movie. They're insulting each other. They're getting into fist fights with each other, but they still have this mutual respect for one another um, where the, the it turns into more of a friendship or a frenemy ship than just op- open hostility throughout the mm-hmm. whole movie. And he used that, he claims he used that to change the script from Dylan being the ha- hated, malicious, um, uncouth, conniving bad guy to having a redemption arc. Uh, and I think that was a good change for the movie to, to put mm-hmm. Dylan... Um, 
um, at odds at first, but then uh, to have an opportunity to come around and have some redemption by the end of the movie. It is because in the end, you're wanting the audience to root for everyone to survive, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. no one, no matter what their personality flaws are, deserves to die at the hands of the predator. Well, maybe not no one, but no one on this team, even even Dylan. Dylan! Uh, So it was a smart choice. Hmm. I, I agree with that. Uh, last thing is a script difference. I don't know if I mentioned this last minute, but instead of Dutch cutting Anna Anna's restraints uh, in the original script, it's Mac who cuts her restraints and says, I've Mac. seen it. Mac. Mac. And he's saying, I've seen it too when he's talking to her. So they're sharing mm. a, a little moment, a little commonality. Uh, They've both seen the predator. So he's, he's believing her so much. He's setting her free. And that is at the end of the vine scene, the crazy like Indiana Jones falling into the oh, vine scene. Right. He's really freeing her for practical practical purposes to help the team pull up Dylan um, at the end of that vine scene. I think it's better they had Dutch do it again. I think I mm-hmm. agree with the with the uh, change. Uh, if Mac was doing it, it would feel like Mac. it was Mac kind of subversive, like he was breaking the rules, doing it on the yes. sly, right? Yes. But with Dutch doing it, Dutch is in charge. He's in command. By him doing it, he's saying. Uh, that this is what needs to happen. This is the right move. And mm-hmm. it doesn't feel um, like he's trying to, uh, trying to deceive anybody. Cool, cool. I think we have talked about the whole minute, unless you had anything else, Jeff. I got nothing and I got no more whiskey. So we do oh, need to wrap no. it up. I know. Mm. No more Stan Vanette. What's his name? <laughs> Glenn Jack Levin. Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Sorry, Lynn Vanette. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> This is a very common, popular kind of whiskey, John. Okay. Glenn Glenn Levitt. Glenn Levitt. Yeah, there it is. I'm not not a whiskey guy. I'm more like an Ultra Boost guy, all right? I can tell you all about the upcoming Ultra Boost 20s. But this is like me being like, what was the bounty hunter Bobby Fat? What was his name? You know his name was... <laughs> Fat Bobby. Fat Bobby. That was it. That's it. Fat, Fat Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> well, because bounty hunters are fat. Is that what you're saying? Are you dissing on bounty hunters like real life ones? How dare you? They're all fat. They are. It's pretty gross. Or like if it. you see one, you have to stop and watch. Kind of like if you see a fat place kicker in a football Have you ever game. seen one? Have you ever seen like a bounty hunter in real life? I have not. Only on TV. Yeah. Like I've seen the reality shows of bounty hunters. Right. You know, but never in real life. No. Pat Oswalt has a really good bit on bounty hunters. Maybe that's where I'm gaining all my bounty hunter fat knowledge from. I need to listen to more Pat Oswalt stand up because every time I hear it, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, if we're in the recommends, I'll go ahead and recommend his latest stand up. I can't think of the name right now. I'll Google it. Ooh, let's jump right in. Yeah, let's jump right in to the recommends. Recommends. Dude, what were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about weekly recommends. So, oh, yeah. did you have a recommend you want to um, recommend? My recommend is uh, general and then specific. Okay. I'm going to recommend that the next time you have a day off mm-hmm. and your kids are in school and you're able to do whatever you want with your day, that you skip your breakfast, go out for a barbecue lunch, and make it a really big barbecue lunch Mm. and I'm going to recommend my recommend is now specific because I'm going to recommend a barbecue joint that's in the uh, Pacific Northwest here in the Seattle area and it is called Briley's Briley's with a B? with a B B B-R-I 
B-R-I-L-E-Y-S, Briley's. And Briley's, if you live in this area, you know uh, Lake City Way. Briley's is on Lake City Way. Um, that's a great view of Lake Washington. And uh, they have just fantastic classic barbecue. And when I go there, I cannot not get the baby back ribs. They are amazing. Oh, I'm looking at pictures right now and I'm like really hungry all of a sudden. Yeah, they're so good. Uh, It's uh, a a little spendy for a lunch, but you know, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. So I usually get a um, kind of a combo platter where you can choose one meat and two sides. And so I like to get a half rack of ribs and then get uh, choose two sides. And I'd mix up the sides because they have a lot to choose from. Oh. Although I find myself constantly going back to the um, their baked beans that have big old chunks of mm. like, pork belly in them. And it's mm. so good. So if you live in the Pacific Northwest or if you come visit <laughs> Seattle, if you're on a trip and you come visit Seattle, go to Briley's on Lake City Way, have some barbecue. There's my weekly recommend. Oh my gosh, can't believe we're recommending food. People are going to be <laughs> crisscrossing the highway in their SUVs to make a beeline toward the next BBQ place. Oh my gosh, now I'm hungry. I, was, I shouldn't have looked at pictures, but it looks like <laughs> so, so good. Oh, they have like whole sandwiches with like, yeah. like sausages and pulled pork on it. Yeah, their sandwiches <laughs> are amazing. Next time we both have a day off together, we should go hang out, maybe go get some barbecue, see a movie. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Eve, is, Eve is a strong appreciator of uh, the fine dining, as in like really, really bad food for you. And, and <laughs> it's it's so lovely to introduce her to all these things. Like, oh, yeah. now try this piece of pizza. Try this <laughs> piece of pizza. That's awesome because my, my oldest daughter is kind of picky when it comes to restaurant food. So I don't mm. think she would eat much at a barbecue place. Well, she might. I don't know. I've never taken her. We'll take the kiddos. That'd be fun. I take the girls. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Go right now, and when do they close? They're probably closed now. All right. Yeah. So Briley's Barbecue and Grill. Yes. Lake All City right. Way, Seattle, Washington. Check it out. Check it out. Check it. Uh, my recommend would be Patton Oswalt's latest stand-up called Annihilation. I watched this on Netflix a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and if you know about Patton Oswalt's personal life, you know that his wife just suddenly died one day a few years ago it was either 2016 or 2017 yeah uh, a brain tumor right i think Something so like yeah, yeah I, I feel like i should know more but um he focuses so well um in this stand-up on how to deal with loss but in the patent in the patented I can't even say it. And his trademark Patton Oswalt <laughs> sarcasm and humor mixed with the heart. Uh, if I would say if you're a Trump fan, it's probably not the best stand-up to listen to <laughs> all the way through unless like, you can actually joke about Trump. And maybe you can. That's awesome. But he pokes all sorts of fun and, you know, searing hot fun, I guess you could say he pokes at uh, the Trump era mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I would go check it out it's on Netflix um, I remember just being blown away listening to it because I listened to his early stuff many years ago and I just would listen to that on loop and like some of the later things I listen to bits and pieces but not the stand-ups the whole way through but this is one like I was just glued to the stand-up the whole time highly recommend as you talk about it I'm realizing that I have watched that and it is mm. fantastic yeah. fantastic and I, a little bit of trivia I double that 
his second wife, so when he remarried, um, either last year or this year, I can't remember, but he ma- married the actress, the main actress from Dream a Little Dream, which was a Corey and Corey movie from the late 80s. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, it's just a random bit of trivia because I, I remember seeing and thinking, she looks familiar and it was one of those random 80s movies I would watch a lot as one of these Corey and Corey movies mm, uh, just mm, because it had a lot of heart and it has just the really over the top corny musical number with Corey Feldman lip syncing and dancing in a gym oh, like he's Michael great. Jackson but it's to this song Dream a Little Dream of Me um, oh, and, wow. and she and she's just kind of like giggling the whole time um, I have never seen this and I saw a lot of like Corey, Corey and Corey movies uh, yeah, it's it's that's a light recommend because he's like you're gonna be <laughs> right. instantly taken back to like the John Hughes era, yeah, of uh, teen stories. But I, it, it was it was a good watch back when, you know, it's a, watch it's it. a nostalgic recommend. There you go. Yeah. So right. I think think well, we did that's... it. Yeah. Well, now we pivot from that and go to the the social media aspect. Where can people find you, Jeff Glover? I am of course on the Twitter. I am Carl underscore Hungus three one four. Come follow me there. Jeff Glover on the Twitter sphere. My name is college been expert. Sweet sphere uh-huh. wreck. Where can we find Predator Minute on the interwebs? Well, you can find Predator Minute talking about the upcoming releases of Ultra Boost hmm. on Twitter <laughs> at Predator Minute. <laughs> I'm a big sneaker Twitter follower. Uh, so, yeah, once I find the people who are tweeting out the specifically the ultra boost releases i am on those making all sorts of comments and connections and looking, really for looking forward to yep looking for those links give me those links anybody got those links you got any more of those links, more of those links? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can uh, start a discussion or join a discussion over on facebook at the predator minute listeners palapa target the center of the palapa target the center of the palapa Target the center of the palapa. Target the center of the palapa. <laughs> um, you can yeah, you also sound like you're out of breath when you do. I know, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to say it off in the distance because in the movie, it's very much like <laughs> under all of these explosions, nobody's going to hear them say right. that. He's right. He's like target the of the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're doing. We're just targeting right. everything. We're just Dylan. Yeah, aiming for it. Yes. <laughs> Targets the center of the palapa. Uh, feel free to email the show any traps that you've successfully or unsuccessfully set in in your in your days and uh yeah did i say predator minute at gmail.com i if you didn't you did now i so. just did now just did it all right well uh thanks john that was a good hey thanks buddy yeah for predator minute i've been john zabriskie and i am jeff glover and until next time if it bleeds we can kill it if it bleeds we can kill it. There we go. Woo. Mm. Nice. That was a that was a one taker right there. I didn't know right. if you're gonna go there. The classic. Stick around. Oh, I just went for it. I just yeah. did it. It, I, it was a last last second decision. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the name of the episode. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> have to at this point. It's using the trees, watching and waiting, killing us off one by one. Chopper is close, but this thing is too fast. We won't make it, it's pointless to run. Talk, no more games. I don't know what it was. The jungle came alive. Go on. It happened very fast. Not easy to describe, but you must have wounded it. 
my eyes this eve when the big man was killed. Its blood was on the knees. If it leads, you can tell it. She discovered the key. There is proof we can wound it. So repeat after me. If it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, now take a stand. Here yeah, now take a stand. We can bring down this basket. We can bring down this basket. Stick to the plan. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Something's over. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Three men out there at the most Am I the only one who's awake? Well, I don't believe in goblins and ghosts Fucking listen, give me a break If it bleeds, we can kill it An expendable asset Yeah, now take a stand I woke up, why don't you? So instead of complaining Push out bullshit's not gonna you should work give us a hand I got nothing better to do I saw it I saw it, goddammit Those eyes, they, they disappeared It cut down my friend And it ran while I emptied that I saw it, goddammit. Stop shaving, you don't have a beard. That thing will come back, and when it does, you're gonna have me some fun. If it bleeds, you're gonna have me some fun. If it bleeds, if it bleeds, if it bleeds, we can kill it. We can pull out the wind. We can pull out the wind. Set a trap for the monster. While we still have our skin. If it bleeds, we can kill it. I believe it can fall. When you're feeling down Just remember the call. If it bleeds, we can kill it. It's all up to me Mud all over my body So the bastard can't see It's a solo campaign now Get revenge for my man Hawkins, Mac and Ramirez Billy Dillon and Blair